Welcome to Medicare Advantage for Health Plans podcast. Insider insights and perspectives to increase profitability and impact the health of the members you serve. This program is sponsored by Advantisure, services and technology solutions for government-sponsored health plans. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Episode 1, The Future of Stars. We're here today with Erica Krieger, Vice President of Quality. Eric has been working in the Medicare Advantage star space for nearly 10 years and has been part of some very successful initiatives recently, including recovering a four-star rating for a large health plan. This is something that less than 5% of plans achieve. Congrats on that recent success, Erica. We're thrilled to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Today, we're talking about the future of stars. As we know, CMS star ratings are an essential aspect of operating a successful Medicare Advantage plan. The end goal is to provide consumers with information on the quality of the health plan and to incentivize health plans to improve the quality of care provided to its members. Now, the actual scoring of star ratings is less straightforward than its intended purpose, And it seems even less so as we move into 2022 with all the changes CMS has implemented in recent years. Can you tell me about some of those most notable changes that we can expect for 2022? Yes, this is the first year that CMS will really be shifting away from clinical metrics like HEDIS and pharmacy metrics that are easily measurable and really skewing the weight of the STAR program towards member experience. Member experience is an incredibly broad concept, and it really includes how well members understand their benefits, the ease in using their benefits, whether or not they experience surprises when using their benefits, and their experience with their providers. All of those little components shape up the whole healthcare experience for the member, and each member has a unique perspective on what shapes their experience. What may be a concern for one member may not be a concern for others. I think this is one of the biggest challenges. A good member experience is so broad, and we really need to make sure that we're breaking down any and all barriers for a member across the scope of their interactions with the health plan and their providers. As I understand it, this focus on member experience, which is both broad and qualitative, it's going to present a lot of challenges and uncertainty for health plans to benchmark their performance against industry standards. Yep, there is a lot of unpredictability this year with the increased focus on that member experience. The CAP survey, which is how CMS measures the member experience, is taken once a year. So plans are really trying to figure out how they can keep a pulse on their populations year-round so they aren't surprised by those results. It's very different from many of the other measures, such as HEDIS, where there's typically clear tracking and trending of performance throughout the year. Additionally, strong results on the CAP survey can pose challenges for larger plans, due to the sample size of the survey, which is so small. Large plans really need to make sure that all members are satisfied to drive performance on the CAP survey. And on the flip side, for smaller plans, all members may receive a survey so that it's critical that each measure is satisfied with their plan and their providers. In addition to the member experience, COVID is still impacting health plans and their star ratings. The nation's still in a public health emergency, which creates some unique challenges for CMS. Last year, given the public health emergency, CMS had to release additional policies in order to be able to calculate the star ratings for the 2020 measure year or the 2022 star rating. 
We're expecting CMS must do the same thing this year, but it's really unclear if the guidance will be the same as last year or not, which is really challenging for plans given that we're closing in on the end of this measurement period for many of the measures in the program. Oh, that does sound challenging. What are some tactics that plans are implementing to facilitate better CAP scores and member satisfaction initiatives? There are so many different components that health plans are using. Tactics can range from simple things like member incentives to help members build out loyalty with the plan, member education to make sure members understand their benefits, and then more foundational work like making sure the underlying technology is in place to support business functions. So for example, if a member calls into customer service, making sure the agent is aware of all the pertinent information to provide the member with a complete answer to their questions or concerns. Plans that are excelling in this space are really heavily focused on using personalization, really understanding their member population and their different needs. One person may be struggling with how to get a service paid. They saw their provider, the service has been rejected, and they don't know how to move forward. Uh, So really focusing in on these subpopulations and their unique challenges they face helps set up processes to resolve these challenges for these unique member populations. So a lot of what you just talked about sounds like there's a large communications component to this successful member experience, explaining member benefits and delivering member education. What are some of the most successful outreach methods that you've seen for communicating with members? Unfortunately, there isn't a one communication method that works well for the broad population. This is going back to really understanding those subpopulations and segmenting them so you can address their needs and, and really taking this a step further, you can communicate with those members in the matter that mo- or in the manner that most resonates with them. So there may be a population that is 80, is 80 or over that really enjoy postal mail. They want to be able to see the information and hold it. But then there's the younger generation of the Medicare population that is shown to be very comfortable and even prefer navigating online. They read articles online, they click ads, they set time aside each day to read their emails, and they use online portals. Success really hinges on having a strategy in place to deliver all the right information to the right member at the right time. So all members fully understand their benefits, what's covered, what's not covered, what their out-of-pockets may be, so they're not surprised and in the means and the venues that they prefer to be communicated. Those surprises can be one of the largest causes of member dissatisfaction. A member's been paying $10 for a drug for two years, and they showed up to grab their fill this month, and all of a sudden it's $50. Those surprises hurt the member's satisfaction and loyalty to their health plan. It's really essential to ensure that members understand the different factors that may be changing and limit those surprises for them when they're using their health care benefits. How can health plans help members better understand their benefits to limit those surprises? Communication, 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 and through that member's preferred channels. So in the example of that drug price change, if the member understood that their drug cost was changing before they were surprised at that pharmacy, although they might not be happy about it, they would at least have been prepared. It's these nuances that really need to be communicated ahead of time, ahead of that event, so the member understands where those potential costs can arise and be prepared. It's really about finding those key sources of dissatisfaction and challenges and increasing the member's knowledge and communicating to the members proactively to address issues before they arise. Given that there's a lot of uncertainty and broad performance measures, what advice do you have for health plans? the biggest piece of advice that I would have is really to maintain that spirit of continual improvement. 
So even though there is uncertainty, CMS rewards heavily for improvement year over year. So continuing to drive forward and pushing for that continual improvement across the broad scope of the STAR program can really make sure that you're setting pace against the industry, even in times of uncertainty. Let's talk about addressing clinical gaps. That's a huge part of achieving STAR success. Can you tell us how technology is becoming critical for addressing and closing gaps in care? Sure. So with with paper-based systems, obtaining needed information and closing gaps in care can be a long, drawn-out process. There's back and forth between providers and coders and the plan. So the emerging technologies that really integrate in with EMR systems can make this process a lot more seamless. So in the instances that providers are able to close the gap at the point of care, the results can be sent electronically to their health plan direct from the EMR. This is incredibly important for measures that require information above and beyond the claim. So for example, a diabetic blood sugar control measure requires the actual lab results. We always get the claim that the test was done, but we need the actual result of the lab test. This goes back to the importance of data interconnectivity. Connecting the provider community for health management and facilitating a true collaboration between health plans and providers on behalf of the member is really expected from health plans. It's no longer just providing members with benefits. Rather, it's moving towards making sure those members are using their benefits and receiving the care they need. As another example from the STAR space, the Hoth survey, the component of the STARS where members report their health status. So this survey is yet another example that highlights the importance of strong care management programs to really help the member navigate the system so they get the care they need, like timely health screenings or additional benefits like silver sneakers. What kind of predictive capacity do health plans have to navigate these changes in STARS? Predictive models can really inform many different components of the STAR program. Predictive models can be used to predict year-end measure performance and the associated STAR ratings, and then factoring in the industry scoring component. Predictive models can also be used to segment members into unique cohorts and drive differentiated programs geared at meeting the cohort's unique challenges. Deployment of predictive analytics and modeling, especially in the member capacity, can go a long way to driving that differentiation between plans, especially with the program focused to shift on that member experience. I was reading a 2020 article from CMS, and it indicated that the length of time in the Medicare Advantage program played a significant role in achieving higher performance for STARS. Do you think this change in 2022 is going to remain true? This will continue to remain a key theme for 2021 and beyond. As we talked about, the continual improvement is really critical, and plans that succeed in STARS have had a history of what works, what hasn't worked for their populations. Additionally, longevity allows a plan to build up the history of their membership and their unique needs, both at the general population level and then at that individual member level. Same with the provider community. Longevity allows time to lay the groundwork for provider behaviors that are needed for success in STARS, such as proper billing, EMR connectivity, and then the member's experience with their provider. Erica, what advice do you have for new Medicare Advantage plans just starting out? Is it worth it as a plan that's new, or how can they jump into the game and achieve a competitive STAR rating? It's definitely worth it the demand for Medicare Advantage is only going to continue to grow. The important thing to remember as a new plan starting out is that you don't have to do everything yourself. And to be competitive, I don't recommend you try. Partner with the experts out there to manage your STAR program, even large plans who have been in the Medicare Advantage business for years. 
partner with a multitude of vendors to drive star rating success. That's a great point to remember. Erica, it was really great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. It was nice to be here. And thanks to everyone joining us and our sponsor, Advantasure. Follow Advantasure over on LinkedIn, like the episode, rate it, and share it with your colleagues. This program was brought to you by Advantasure. From health management, member engagement, billing and claims, to risk adjustment and quality. Advantasure has a full suite of services and technology solutions for government-sponsored health plans.